Kate Wheeler, and you are listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you, as always, by the lovely Meridian Credit (laughs) Union. Expecting more for your money? That's wealth esteem. Christine is off today. You'll hear her in a few segments later on. So What She Said film critic Anne Brody joins us today. And I I hear you're going to Italy soon, but (laughs) you had to make a decision, a choice, which no one should have to make. What was that? I thought you had to go to Italy or you could have gone to somewhere else because you said no, because you said yes. Yes, that's right. That Yes. In fact, that's today. I would have been in L.A. meeting the cast and crew of The Irishman, Robert De Niro. But instead, you're going to go to Italy. Well, yes. (laughs) What would you do, Kate? I don't know. I try, like heck, to make both. (laughs) Look, I have a question for you. Okay. I've been waiting all week to ask Uh you. John. Oh, my That's husband. the first time he ever voted? That is the first time he has ever voted in a Canadian municipal, provincial, or federal election. <gasps> ever. Did he look a little frightened in that photo you took? No, he was just absolutely uh, wanted to negate Bill Hutchison's vote, no matter yeah, what. They've good, been friends good. since they were I agree. six. <laughs> they disagree politically, but they're the best of friends. Um, and he said that this was the year. And also setting yeah. an example for the kids who have been voting for years. Well, <laughs> your kids are very uh, aware. So, yeah. I mean, not that John but isn't, but it was good to see him started. do it. That's good. Um, so, Anne. Tell us who's on today. Well, the 32nd annual Toronto International Snowmobile, ATV, and Power Sports Show is now on until Sunday at the International Centre. We're going to speak to Canada's own Cassie Boone, who will once again be pushing the levels of gravity, flipping snowmobiles, dirt bikes, and ATVs all weekend long. It's a family-friendly event and features six indoor freestyle shows. So we'll help you find out what to expect. Yeah, absolutely. And we're also going to be joined uh, by Dave Kenny and Susan Kenny. Now, they're the co-founders and directors of Emergo Recovery, which is a private residential recovery and wellness center in Canada. And they'll be here to talk about the importance of brain health and its overall health impacts. And also, Toronto author-speaker Kem Shuka talks self-love teaching the next generation about it and her new book, Girl Power Uncensored. And we'll hear from travel expert Candace Simpson, another Samson, shorty. Candace Samson, Samson, why do I always do that? I don't know. There's but a lot of A's in her name. That. Yeah, she will. <laughs> She's tiny like me, so it'll be a good one. Uh, she'll talk about overcoming your fears of traveling alone. And and you're going to tell us what to watch and avoid at the movies. What's good? Oh, The Lighthouse is fantastic. Okay. But I'm still on the Parasite bandwagon. I want everyone to go and see it. Okay. Um, And don't forget, this Sunday, October 27th, you can stop by select art galleries in Newmarket and meet Canadian artist Robert Bateman from 1 to 4 p.m. It's a free family event. There'll be signed prints, canvases, original lithographs spanning 30 years, and everyone will be able to take a photo, get an autograph, and ask Robert questions one-on-one. Congratulations to Katrina Bros, who won our giveaway of a free copy of Robert Bateman's beautiful Canada book. How nice. Be sure to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk and download our free show podcast. And thanks for tuning in. You're hired, Anne. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com.
I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that you could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So let's get a Meridian five year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. What she said She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. The 32nd Annual Toronto International Snowmobile, ATV and Power Sports Show is on now through Sunday evening at the International Centre. And joining us on the line is Canada's own Cassie Boone, who is once again pushing the levels of gravity, flipping snowmobiles, dirt bikes and ATVs all weekend long. Thanks for taking a break and calling in, Cassie. Um, it's, a, it's a great event at the show and we're Power sports enthusiasts come from all around the world to be part of the yearly event. So it's family-friendly. It features six indoor freestyle shows. So for people who haven't been before, what can they expect when they walk in the doors? Hi, guys. First off, thanks for having me. And um, I'm excited to be here at the HDTV snow show this weekend. Um, there's lots of vendors here. We're putting on great shows, and we're just having a blast. So... Now, you got started riding, as I understand it, when you were a, a young girl of five. What made you want to get started? Yeah, my dad, I uh, I was born into riding, so I was on bikes by my first couple years of life, and my dad uh, put me on a bike when I was five. I have an older brother, and he always liked to do tricks and stuff, so I wanted to be exactly like him growing up, and that's where it all started for me. So so when then did, if you started riding regular bikes, when, when did you make the switch to motocross bikes? Um, yeah, we grew up having fun on bikes. And then by the age of 14, my dad got me into racing and uh, we traveled all over Canada during racing. And I did pretty well there, but my love was always for jumping. And uh, about when I was around 26, I, I turned my racing career into what I'm doing now, which is freestyle. Which is freestyle. So explain exactly what freestyle means. All right. Freestyle, it's freestyle motocross. So we take motocross bikes and we do a little bit of modifications and we uh, we hit jumps and perform tricks over 35 feet in the air and a distance of 75 feet. So when you hit your first jump, which was 65 feet the first time, yeah. like, what was going through your mind? Do you think, what am I doing, or yay, or have I made a mistake? <laughs> oh, never a mistake, but the, the nerves were definitely there, and to be honest, they're still here today. I'm always a little nervous to hit the jump for the first time, but once you do it for the first time, it's such a relief, and it's so rewarding at the end of the day, and it just puts the biggest smile on my face. Is it, the, is it an adrenaline rush? It must be. Oh, definitely. My, I feel my heart just pounding before every single show I do. So, and you've been doing a, a lot of shows. Um, I mean, you, you've just come back from Australia. Yes, I did. I've uh, for the past three years since I've started shows, I've I've done over sixty shows now, and uh, starting to travel the world into Australia, South Africa, South America, uh, Mexico, all over, and uh, it's just starting for me. So many places to go. Was that part of the appeal? What made you want to do this professionally? Was the the travel aspect? 
Yes and no. Honestly, my love is more into learning and progressing on my bike, but I love being able to travel and show off my skill and visit new places and see how beautiful we have of a world here. So, so let's let's get back to the to the show that that's on now. It it features Heath Frisbee, Cody Elkins, Brody Wilson, and Keith Sayers. What what do they do? Uh, so Brody Wilson and Keith Sayers are uh, amazing dirt bikers. They're they're top in the sport, and they're just a blast to watch. That they'll be out there flipping their dirt bikes and performing amazing tricks. Um, Cody Elkins will be on a four wheeler. Uh, Mind blowing! He can backflip that thing and do some backflip combos, and it's it, it's amazing. Uh, Heath Frisbee is an ex multiple X Games gold medalist, and he'll be out there on his sled. Uh, no snow, no anything, and he'll be out hitting the ramps performing backflips and just awesome tricks that it's so fun to watch. Um, and then myself on a dirt bike, it's just being, we're just performing awesome tricks, and it's a really good time, and I, I'm having a blast. <laughs> so what's your favorite move or trick, as you call them? Um, there, there's a couple, but one of my, I always, my favorite trick is always the new one I just learned. So the next one I just learned would be a Superman Seagram. Everyone likes to call it a superwoman when I do it, but you grab the back of the seat and I take everything off and I'm just flying and I look like a kind of like a bird in the air. It's kind of that, that feeling and it's my favorite show and you can come check it out here at the Toronto ATV and Sled Show. Absolutely. So um, what's your, was it difficult for you to get started? You mentioned that it's, you know, it's still a bit of a man's world. I mean, what would you, you must be a role model to some young girls out there that say, I want to do this. So, so give us some advice for them. Yeah, for sure. I get lots of messages, people uh, telling me their little ones want to get into it and asking for advice. And it's just something that if your kids love it, let them do it. And um uh, finding a passion is a big thing in life, and it, if it puts a smile on their face, um, let them go, teach them the proper way, and yeah. Safety must be a big thing, though. Yeah, For sure. Um, if you Actually, if you come out to the sled show, they're uh, fully gearing up your kids and teaching them how to properly ride bikes, and they'll put the, all the right safety equipment on, which you can buy here at the show. Um, there's vendors all over and uh, lots of stuff for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then yeah. you, you can also, I, I, as far as snowmobiling goes, um, you can act, parents can register their children for a driver training course offered by the yeah. Ontario Federation of Snowmobile Clubs. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's an awesome experience for you and your kids. Yeah. So uh, did did your did your family ever were they ever concerned about you making this move from, you know, an ordinary bike to um, a motorbike? Because those are some yeah. pretty big jumps. <laughs> yeah, uh, the parents always have those nerves, too. Um, but they, they really trust me and see what I can do, and they see that how happy this uh, makes me. And, yeah, they're, they're always nervous, but <laughs> they love watching. They, they trust me a lot, and um, I know every time I call them, they're always worried if I'm calling them for the right reason or the wrong oh, reason. <laughs> the phone rings. But, it's like, ah. <laughs> I know yeah. that. Tell us about your bike. What are you riding these days? Uh, these days I'm on a 2012 450. Um, it's a Honda, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of things that can let me perform these stunts. You started Riding at the age of five, racing at the age of 14, racing professionally at the age of 16, hitting ramps at the age of 24, and jumping FMX professionally at 26. So what's next? Uh, I just want to keep pushing myself, keep learning, and always bettering myself is a big goal. 
Um, I, I've not yet done the backflip on my bike. Um, that's, that's a goal. And, yeah, there's so much I can do in this sport, and so far I can go, and that's, that's my favorite thing to do right now, and that's my focus. All right. Well, the Toronto International Snowmobile ATV and Power Sports Show is running um, through till 7 o'clock tonight and then on Sunday um, until 5. And you, for more info, you can visit torontosnowmobileatvshow.com. Um, and there are discount coupons available online and parking is free. So that sounds great. And, and we wish you all the best and, and good luck with the future. Thank you so much. Be sure to come out and check out the show. Okay, bye. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. tell you about my friend Alfred. Alfred has truly revolutionized dry cleaning in the GTA. You see, we're all busy. Some may even say too busy. And Alfred's laundry list of services are here to help. They include wash and fold, dry cleaning, alterations, as well as shoe cleaning and repairs. Alfred takes care of it all. Simply drop your garments off with your concierge or at any Penguin pickup location in the GTA, and Alfred will take care of the rest. Learn more today at alfredservice.com or through the free Alfred Service app. Sign up today and get a first-time discount by entering the promo code What She Said. Looking for a better brunch? We found it for you at Draco Restaurant, inside the spectacular brand-new Toronto Marriott Markham on Enterprise Boulevard. All your delicious brunch favorites, plus signature cocktails, every Sunday from 10 till 2. Take our word for it. You'll love the space and you'll love the food. It's easy to reserve now on opentable.ca or call 905-489-1400. Elevate your brunch Sundays at Draco. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. now is Toronto author and speaker Kim Shuka, who is here to tell us about a new book called Girl Power Uncensored. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about the book. It's a compilation of women's stories put together by Atlanta-based media personality Jay Nash, and you are a part of this. Absolutely. I was honored to be a part of it. I spent a lot of time in Atlanta a couple years ago just working and uh, meeting some fabulous women, and to be included was absolutely amazing. Just uh, women sharing their raw, uncut stories. Just sharing their heart. I was going to say, the story you've written is called yes. The Lost Doll. So yes. so tell us what it focuses on. focuses on a little bit of my childhood. So I'm sharing a little bit about what um, happened to me physically. So physically, I did lose a doll when I was about four years old. When we're, you know, when you're doing a little bit of a connection, changing airplanes, I was mm. given this doll leaving the war. So during the Civil War in Uganda, uh, I remember my uncle giving me this doll, and I loved it. It just gave me promise and it gave me hope. And leaving it on an airplane and just realizing how brokenhearted I was. I don't think I had actually cried or been able to feel sadness up till that moment. And so the loss of losing that doll just reminded me 
I'm losing my life. And I found that in life, I've come in contact with that moment. And as we do, we are constantly loving, we're constantly losing. But what are we going to do with that loss? And so that's what I decided to write on. I wanted to write on what do we do after loss? How Mm -hmm. do we deal with that? I lost my dad about 11 years ago, mm-hmm. and that's a pain that has never gone away. It's, it's a heartbreak that I've learned to live with, but what do you do with that pain? How do you transform the loss into power? Well, but you, you have been through so much because the, your, your, your own book, the one you wrote, yeah. Becoming Warrior, yes. that's what you were on talking to us about the, right. about the last time, and that um, talked about your experiences as a war child yes. survivor and a survivor of sexual mm-hmm. abuse. Yeah. So when you talk about embodying love mm. through pain, when did your journey of self-love, self-healing begin? Because you've been through so much. It's that journey I've realized that we are constantly going to have to face day by day. Mm-hmm. So once I decided I wanted to choose life and I wanted to learn to love, but to love myself through the pain, it meant that whatever love I give myself today, whichever way I love today, will have to be done all over again tomorrow. I only have enough for today, and I have to only focus on Still, the even this many years later, you, you yeah. really deal with that on a day-to-day Absolutely. basis. Do you ever think you will be able <gasps> To, to put, over, yeah, to overcome it completely? I think it's, we think healing is a one-time deal, and it's not. And as women, we go through so many different things. So even in, just in life, I have kids. I have to make sure my kids' mental health is good, their emotional strength is there, and I'm also dealing with myself. So if I can take it a day at a time, I have learned that when I choose myself daily, I'm a better person for the next day. So this is definitely a journey I feel like I will be on for a long time. And is it also something that is important to you to teach your children? Absolutely. How to transform pain into empowerment? Yeah. I'm trying to teach them that, especially my daughter. She's 13. And I'm trying to That's a terrible age for a girl. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, oh, I do. Yes. I had two, 14 months apart. I had 13 for basically... 14 you know, months apart. 14 months apart. When they turn 13, they turn into horrible little yeah. beasts that yeah. come back to you when they're about 17. Yeah. I'm wondering how long it's going to take. Yeah. I don't. Four years. So I'm trying to think ahead. And I'm thinking maybe I could set her up in a way where I can give her the tools Maybe she can understand that circumstances are circumstances and situations are situations. And perhaps whatever happens today does not have to define the rest of the high school year or rest of, you know, your two years. And so I'm really trying to be intentional with how I help her mentally and emotionally because I didn't have a very good high school experience and she's getting ready to go to high school and so I'm just thinking maybe I could just um, breathe this one I could take some deep breaths myself Mm -hmm. and take this slow well understand that if you can get that through to her at this age, you will make millions of dollars on a how-to book. Because my experience at that age was they don't 
they think you don't know anything. Of like you're so not. stupid. Like, Mark Twain. Exactly. Yeah. What, what would you give between 14 and 21? My, my father learned a lot in that time. <laughs> his quote like that. I used to think he was stupid. He learned a lot. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> amazing to me that they actually think we don't know. That we're just, mm-hmm. we're, we just not with it. We don't yeah. get it. And like, it's like, what do you think we were doing just a couple of years ago? I mean, I'm blessed because this year, July, I turned 39. So I'm thinking, I'm almost 40. I think I can say I know a little something to give you. But um, I'm realizing I have to build the trust. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep those open communication lines. Mm-hmm. I have to constantly try not just to be her friend, be her mother, but show her that there are some things that I want to be able to do with you. I want you to choose me over your friends. And I know she'll choose her friends. But yeah. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna try. Yeah, they should. I mean I, I think it's a you know it's a it's a parent's job to um, give them all the tools yeah. you can, but also to let them go. Because Absolutely. you have to let them um, fail Absolutely. themselves and without protecting them. You can't be the without. helicopter parent and all that's, the time. That's that's my journey because talking about love and loss is learning to love, is learning to understand loss, and it's learning to still love through that. So I realize that some losses are a lot bigger and some mm-hmm. losses are going to be small ones. Either way, I'm going to be brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. How am I going to go into the next phase of my life? even with that little bit of loss. So I'm trying to teach myself along the way that whatever happens, whatever comes your way, take a deep breath. Remember why you decided that you wanted to embody love and remember that it starts within yourself. Mm-hmm. And that that's, that's how we can all love ourselves just a, yeah. a little bit more, you think? Absolutely. What's coming up next for you? I'm really excited because we are, we are going into the next part of the year, almost coming to an end very soon. And I'm thinking I want to do things differently than I've done in the past. So in the past, I would be booked back to back. I wouldn't have a chance to breathe. And by November, I'd be crashing. I'm thinking if I'm telling everybody else how to love themselves, I want to learn to love myself a little louder as well. So I'm going to be taking some time to just... to learn to say no. To say no, and that's Mm -hmm. huge. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's actually a lot bigger than saying yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say no so I can say yes to the right things. So where can people go to learn more and and get a copy of the book? Well, actually, both books. Let's start with Girl Power Uncensored, (laughs) the one that you have written the story, The Lost Doll, in... Well, how can people get that? Where is that available they, for sale everywhere? It's available everywhere online, Amazon, mm-hmm. Barnes & Noble. Just, just if you Google, Google it, the name, Girl Power Uncensored. Uncensored. And what yeah. about Becoming Warrior? Your, the your same. Own, same thing. The it's same, out yes. there. So I, suggest, I, I did uh, very much in, enjoy reading yeah. that. Thank now, you. also, how do people get in touch with you? Because you speak. You, yes. you go and you I share do. this story to people. That's what you said. You yes. may say no I to the booking, <laughs> but, yes. but how would they get in touch with you? They can definitely find me on social media under Cam Shuka. Cam Shuka? Um, yes. Okay. So that's K A M S H U K A. Cam Shuka. That's right. And uh, as well as on my website, www.camshuka.com. And I'm really easy to find. So I hope that the people who are looking find me and they get what it is they need because I am a life coach as well and I enjoy. Uh, 
teaching and, and showing people what it looks like to learn to embody love is as I learn myself. What would be the biggest lesson you think you can share with people just quickly? I would say that it may seem like a big deal. A lot of things that happen to us may seem like a big deal, and they probably are to some extent. But it's not too big that you can't get up from it. Mm-hmm. You can rise from there. You can stand up again. You may find yourself still crawling, trying to get up. It may take you a little while, but you will get up. Kam Shuka, thank you very much for joining us thank today. Thank you. Thank you. What she said. What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good to grow high interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. What she said. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. So joining us now is Dave Kenny and Susan Kenny. They are the co-founders and directors of Emergo Recovery, which is a private residential recovery and wellness center in Canada. Welcome to What She Said. <laughs> Great to be here, Thanks, Kate. Kate. Now, you're here to talk about the importance of brain health and its overall health impacts. Now, at Emergo Recovery, you've created a program, I understand, that's a brain-first approach to recovery and, and wellness. So explain to us what that brain-first approach means. Well, it's understanding fundamentally, Kate, that brain drives behavior. And mm-hmm. and your brain, my brain, it's involved in everything that happens in our life, our, our digestion, our sleep, our choices, um, how do we uh, handle stress. And and we're talking about from a functional point of view. So it's, it's like a liver or a heart. How is it working? And really sitting down and talking about it isn't going to change how your heart or liver works. So we've got to look at it from a functional point of view and something called neuroplasticity, our ability to rewire our brain and improve our brain, thus improving our choices and quality of life. Okay. So this is this is what people refer to as functional medicine, right? Functional medicine? Um, I would say that it's part of that. This is really in the world of neuroscience. And this is about um, how the brain is able to rewire. And neurogenesis is another great phrase. And neurogenesis is the brain's ability to regrow new cells and create new neural pathways. So when you bring those two worlds in, and we now with um, uh, technology are able to actually measure and see a brain in a dysfunction state. Dr. Mark Hyman, you talk about functional medicine, mm-hmm. talks about broken brain. Dr. Amen and his scans in the United States were the only residential program in Canada affiliated with the Amen Clinics. And our technology, we use EEG technology to see a brain where it's overactive, a brain that's underactive, and a brain that's in good balance and harmony. And that's where you really want to be. So can we really change what we have? Absolutely. You know, we we are an integrated system. So you, we said functional medicine. That's mm-hmm. my background. And functional medicine is looking at symptoms, but going beyond the symptom. 
to really find out what the cause is. So we talk a lot about depression and anxiety. Those are, those are big in the news now. And suicidal thoughts or ideation. What, what somebody starts with is different than somebody, what somebody else starts with. But it's all connected to the brain. Mm-hmm. And so somebody could have um, an infection and it started in the gut and it's affected the brain. And now the outcome of that is feeling depressed or feeling anxious. Another person can have a concussion or an accident. And that can be the beginning of having a disruption in the brain. So it's really about the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And how do we reset that nervous system so that the brain becomes balanced? Because the brain then uses less energy, which means that we sleep better, we digest food better, we're able to have better relationships. And what everybody wants is a balanced brain. Well, you talk about well. The name of the the, the company is is Emergo Recovery. Yeah. So, what things can you do? You help people recover from addictions, from from concussions. Yeah. Where do we go? Here? Anything, anything that we've had people that have had cancer and they want to come, and just have a, a spot where they can really take care of themselves, and they want a brain first approach to that. They know that they're feeling. Um, sluggish their memory isn't working as well oh, anymore. I'm there yeah I forgot my phone at home today. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just think these are all normal parts of aging and they're really not you know the the brain is really driving all of this for us so we do have people that have addiction issues but again we look at it as they're they're using a substance to overcome a brain function so if you have a brain that operates very fast and you use alcohol it calms the frontal part of the brain. So -hmm. therefore you get relief. So it's not that we're looking at it as an addiction, it's helping the brain begin to calm naturally and then the need for that substance is no longer present. Sounds like you may be able to help me with smoking. Absolutely, smoking. There's a couple of things that uh, we know about smoking. First of all, Victor DeNoble and a group of scientists years ago were working for Philip Morris. Mm-hmm. And they put an ingredient called acetaldehyde into cigarettes. Acetaldehyde, it's not nicotine that we have an addiction to. It's acetaldehyde. As soon as you light it and inhale it, it acts like crack cocaine in the brain. The same receptor sites go off. So as soon as scientists figured that out, anybody who lights up a cigarette has, by the time they've smoked a few of them, the brain is craving that substance that acetaldehyde. So a lot of people who come to us smoke and they can't believe it. Within a couple of days, they, they're saying, why am I not craving a cigarette anymore? And that's because we're going straight to the brain and we're allowing the brain to release those toxins. How? How do you, how do, you do that? Like, it, We do that. Yeah. So we do that. Technology is number one. So okay. every, every time somebody arrives within the first 24 hours, we do an assessment and we find out what's happening with the brain. And then we build a program, either a wellness program. So we have people that are with us for two weeks. Mm -hmm. We have people that come for more of a recovery program. They're with us four to six weeks. And then we, we unplug people so that the stress level comes down. We use infrared saunas. We use 
IV uh, orthomolecular therapy, which was, we, we can have a lot of conversation about that, but using high doses of vitamin IV therapy can clear out the toxins very quickly from the brain. And we have to support the liver and the kidney and everything. Is that's how? Uh, what about sleep? Yeah, sleep is is absolutely important. And there's a lot of things that we do to help people understand the necessity of a good deep sleep, and also to promote. Oh, a good I deep understand sleep. the necessity of a good deep sleep. Yeah. I'm just not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's brain, right? The right. brain drives whether or not we're sleeping. Mm, overactive. I'm thinking all the time. All the time, and that's not your fault. It's just that the brain over time has had stress, and the result of that stress over time, whether it's physiological stress like smoking, mm-hmm. or foods that we choose, or you know, life, or, um, you know, life happens, and we have emotional traumas. Mm -hmm. And so either way, the brain and the nervous system begin to get overzealous. Okay, so where where exactly are you located? I mean... Well, we've got two properties. Um, we've got a corporate office and some mm-hmm. and a learning center in Barrie, and then we've got a, a private property um, just outside of Alliston, 14 very serene acres surrounded by a Christmas tree farm, a couple ponds, a small orchard, and our two most valuable team members uh, on the team of about 18 are our two emotional support service dogs, our two golden retrievers. So uh. Uh, they're, they're part of it as well. And, and it, But it, it, it is really important. It, it helps emotionally us get more connected. And biophilia is another one of the sciences that we bring. And biophilia is the value um, of nature and animals and how it helps reset our nervous system and just how we feel. Okay, I can hear people out there thinking that this sounds expensive. Are there um, private health insurance that would help cover some of the costs? From from where we're at, we're at a private program, mm-hmm. and we, we approach it as a non-medical basis, and that okay. we, we run a non-medical program, so OHIP does not cover it. Mm-hmm. We do know that some people have had some help um, with private insurance, that depends on everybody's plan. Right. Um, and so I, I can't really comment on that. I know that some people had more success than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and regarding fees, once we see an application, we're able to then figure out length of time, treatment plan, and then we can talk specifics and also give people an idea of, of not an idea, but give you an accurate quote of, of the fees. And it is paid for by the person or their family. Okay. Um, now, how long does it take to get to get in? Are you like? Depends. It yeah. depends. So we have a maximum capacity of six, mm-hmm. and so as long as we have availability, we can accept somebody right away. Some people book in advance. It depends on their schedule. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do people get in touch? How do they find out more? What's your website? Yeah, they can go to emergorecovery.com. dot com, and e m e r g o recovery dot com. Okay. Um, any tips for people to help them um, at home while they're learning how we can best love our brain? Well, even though we're on your great station and uh, love the show, 
but also we have a Mergle Radio, and we're on uh, all the f- all the big podcasts from okay. um, you know Apple and Google. We'll promote and all another that, podcast. All there that you stuff. go. But, but <laughs> thank you. But, but that's where. But you're asking where people yeah. can learn. There is a there's huge that's amount of great. knowledge there about some of the things that we've touched on today. Uh, so that's really important. Okay, so then search Emergo on your favorite place where you get a podcast and go to Emergo Recovery. There's a lot of information, even, even parenting information, how do I help my adult child. There's a lot of information there. Great. Thank you so much, Dave and Susan Kenny, for coming in. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So let's get a... a Meridian five-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Think fancy fold-away screens are out of reach? Well, things just got interesting with Vista One retractable screens. Three models, smart technology, and innovative components like pleated mesh for extra strength. Transform any opening by adding a Vista One retractable screen and increase your living space, enjoy fresh air, keep insects out, and do it all in style. With a unique affordable line of screens exclusive to Vista One, you're sure to find the perfect design match. Book a free consultation or go online to VistaOneInc.com, like I did. What she said, she's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is travel expert Candace Sampson, who's here today with fellow travel writer Catherine Dixon to talk about some of the fears women face traveling alone and how to overcome them. Welcome to what she said. Welcome back, Candace. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Catherine's the new belle of the ball today. <laughs> I, I used to travel alone all the time mm-hmm. until I got married. Um, and then now we try to travel with and without the the kids so alone as couples but alone as a woman I enjoyed it is there are people fearful of traveling alone uh, surprisingly, yes. Maybe not surprisingly. I think for a lot of women who have maybe never traveled overseas or really anywhere by themselves, they you know are missing that security of having someone with them, someone mm-hmm. to guide them, someone to hold their hands. I think you know maybe we've gotten to this place in in our lives where we're suddenly finding ourselves. Alone. Melissa, well, Catherine, and I have like sort of found ourselves in the, you know. <laughs> so this, you know. this is quotation mark alone. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the alone we'll spot. Put in, we'll put in quotes for alone. And uh, yes, and so we are, we are, we're navigating this space now as solo travelers. And I think, you know, because, you know, you're married for so long and then all of a sudden you're like, oh. Now what do I do? It's, yeah. it's sort of re reconditioning yourself to how you do these things. So mm-hmm. yes, you may have done it when you're younger, but maybe you've lost some of the confidence now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as you're heading into a new stage of your life. Well, one thing you were mentioning too is that it's hard to round up friends to get on the same schedule. That's uh, who right. want to go to the same place. Yes, Ex- absolutely. So sometimes it's like you just have to say, okay, I want to go away, and I'm not going to wait for anybody. 
And so you go. So Catherine actually had an opportunity to go to um, Club Ed in France mm-hmm. recently. And well, it was that just... must have been really oh. rough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even begin Club to Club Med in France. So yeah. tell us about that. Well, it's their new property that they opened up in the Alps, and it's Le Arc Panorama. And so this is their first summer season that they were actually testing out, and they were gearing it towards adventurous, you know, sort of people who have a background in, in some adventure. And then it was the idea of we were all there as solo travelers. So even though I was alone, we're going to quotation alone again, um, I had the opportunity to join guided hikes and go on rafting, and they have a mountain bike school. So you can partake in all of these activities as a solo traveler, but you're meeting new people and you're joining into the groups. And so you're not technically just left hanging by yourself. You know, yeah. you, I mean, you could technically have like hiked off the back of the property. And I did one morning just to see the views and, and see the town. But I wanted to see, you know, uh, Mont Blanc. You know, I wanted to uh, go to Van National Park and I really wanted to see the area. And so I joined in a guided hikes and I went with a group and. It was fabulous. So what are some of the things that if you do decide to take a a solo trip, a woman should uh, watch out for in particular when traveling solo? Well, there's always safety, Mm -hmm. number one. I think that's first first and foremost. Biggest concern. Yeah, I would say that's, that's a huge concern for women. So I think you have to, you know, you have to have your head on straight. You have to become an instant judge of character because you could be sitting alone in a a cafe or, you know, dining by yourself. And of course, a a gentleman is going to talk you up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, you know, you have to have your wits about you to realize that, you know, it's not always a good idea to uh, give too much information about yourself. Mm -hmm. Maybe about where you're, you know, don't talk about where you're staying, perhaps, you know, if they want to know what area of town you're in, you can tell them what area of town you're in, but don't tell them your property. Don't tell them too much personal information. You know, don't even really say what city you're from. You know, you just keep keep yourself protected that way. Mm-hmm. And when you book, to book through, you know, a company like Club Med, mm-hmm. um, where you know that, you know, the, the, the resort is safe, uh, you're yeah. going to be meeting people of, of like mind. You know, like Catherine was saying, you're going out on these guided trips. It's not mm-hmm. like it's a dating you're just no. meeting people with common interests and you're mm-hmm. making new friends. And so yeah. it becomes a very empowering experience for women as well to get out and do these things. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's just an opportunity, too, to really um, reacquaint yourself uh, with yourself. Yeah. You know, we become so wrapped up in being moms and wives and, and these things. So when you start now, you're, you're sort of in this new chapter of your life where you're single and you're traveling. You're finding things that you enjoy to do that maybe you didn't know you liked. So yeah. for me, it's beach, book. Delivered drinks. I'm all good. <laughs> no, no. And spa. Oh, and spa. And spa. Well, well it's a club med, uh, so exactly. Uh, there was a spa there. Oh. I did go get a massage. Oh, yeah. I bet. So besides safety, what is it? Is it that women don't have the confidence? Maybe because they've always been with somebody, now they're alone? Or is it that they're worried that they're not going to yeah. be able to have any conversation with anybody because they won't meet? Yep. I think there's always a fear of, of loneliness, uh, and that's where, you know, when you're booking with somebody like Clamed, that, that you, you know you're, gonna, you're going to meet people. Yeah. So you're, you, that fear of, uh, you know, being alone for a week is, is sort of removed. So where yeah. can people go to learn more about that trip and maybe connect with you? Too? Well, to learn more about Club Med, you can go to clubmed.com. Mm-hmm. And on my website is katherineanywhere.com. I have uh, like a whole review that I did of the hotel. And then I did another post about my adventure self-care excursion, and <laughs> which is what I call it. It was adventure self-care to me. 
And it's of wonderful. course, Candace can always be found at lifeinpleasantville.com. Yes. Yes. You've, you've, you've done some excellent road trips. I, I, you reversed a camper all by yourself. That's, that's really uh, yes, good. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I jumped out of a plane recently. Yeah, I saw that, that another too. time. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your 50, 50 bucket list. Thing. Yes, yes. I know. It's a great list. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming in. Right. Thank you. Thanks. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. Saturday night at the movies. Who cares what picture you see? And joining us now for Saturday night at the movies is our film critic Anne Brody. And this weekend, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe star in The Lighthouse. What's it about? Oh my God, it's so crazy. So good. Okay. It's just. Robert Eggers, who did The Witch, which you've seen, mm-hmm. and just a magnificent horror film set in uh, uh, Pilgrim times. Well, he moves up in time to around the 1880s, 1890s to off the coast of New England, actually Nova Scotia. And he puts Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe in a lighthouse. He takes away all their food supply. He gives them endless uh, cases of whiskey and uh, unleashes storms on them. So the two of them, we have a, an old salt, which is Defoe, the boss, and uh, Pattinson, who's a runaway criminal, trying to get through this psychological uh, claustrophobia of being stuck in this tiny little, tiny little lighthouse, being totally drunk, having very little in common with one another, and trying to survive. They go outside and they're attacked by seagulls, a mystery mermaid shows up. I mean, that's basically the plot. You just watch these people devolve. But the way it's shot, it's shot in a square square format, very tiny, black and white, which kind of makes it feel as though it was shot way back when, and it removes us from our comfort zone. So already we're agitated watching it. And it is just this incredible buildup and devolution. Um, it's going to do well at Oscar nomination season time. You know, it's interesting because we've got, you know, two fairly craggy characters in in that movie. And then we've got Antonio Banderas um, playing a a washed-up film director in Pain and Glory. Like, why are there so many good parts for older guys and not so many these days for older women? Although we may be more. Well, there are more now, actually. And and women are becoming more focal in documentaries, oddly enough, Mm -hmm. but as we'll see later on. But yes, so Antonio Banderas, he actually plays a version of the director, Pedro Almodovar. Um, He says he didn't know anything about Pedro. He's worked together with him for 30 years, but he didn't know anything about his his upbringing. Here he discovers he was so poverty-stricken that he lived with his mother, who's played by Penelope Cruz, underground. and she, but she was loving and, and warm and gave him a good solid footing in life. So he had a very successful career, Antonio as Pedro, as a filmmaker. And then he then he was all washed up. Um, and then he starts to take heroin, and all his memories of childhood come flooding back—the good and the bad. It is the most wonderful portrait of a person in pain, one of the best I've ever seen. And another reason that he's feeling his uh, darkness is because he's frightened to go to the 30th anniversary celebration of his most successful film. And his star is the one who put him on to heroin. 
So it's a really uh, demanding, psychological, and colorful, because it's El Motivar, um, beautiful film. Hmm. Okay. Now, you, you mentioned documentaries, and we have The Bronx USA, which is about um, the producer, George Shapiro's graduating class of <laughs> 1949 from high school. And it's there, there's a, a whole list of people that yeah. went there that year. Well, George Shapiro produced mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Right. He was the brains behind that. He was the brains behind that girl. He was just a, a veteran of TV comedy. He is very funny himself, so it's so entertaining. So mm-hmm. he brings together his gra- members of his graduation class, who's very close with still, mostly in the business, like Hal Linden, Alan Alda, uh, Melissa Manchester. Um, Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner and Rob Reiner, who lived in the same building with all their relatives. <laughs> it's so entertaining. It's really fun. It opens with a musical, Robert Klein. Does performs this uh, musical number, this sort of Broadway thing through Bronx with uh, some hip-hop singers. And it is so perfect. I love it so much. And that's HBO. Yeah. Right? That's HBO. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, also, HBO looking at um, an eye-opening documentary, the Saudi Women's Driving School. Yes. Well, it was not that long ago that King Solomon lifted the driving ban yes. for women. So now we're seeing the aftermath. We're seeing women who are, they're calling it a post-oil era. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so these women now are being forced to go out and work. So one works at an auto dealership. She can't drive yet, but she's going to take classes. Another girl is an Uber driver. Mm -hmm. Another girl is a race car driver and very successful, although her mechanics keep a wide berth from her Mm -hmm. because there's still this underlying thousands of years old view of women as as having to be at home and with the family and not out there working, not out there driving. One guy says his wife, he will not allow his wife to drive because people will see her. So they're still battling a lot of of problems. But uh, Salman has also decided to lift some of the guardianship rules, which means women can go around without male supervision, move in public. Wow, almost freedom. Um, Annie, we have to leave it there, but you can find more uh, movie and TV reviews up now on whatshesaidtalk.com. And that is it for What She Said this weekend. We will be back again next Saturday right here on 105.9 The Region. Do be sure to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk and have a great weekend. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. 
Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.